0: Welcome, everybody, back to another episode of the Game Vault Podcast. I am your host, Mark. Um, today, we are uh, only joined by Tom. Um, Jen is put uh, little under the weather, um, so uh, we wish her the best. And she'll definitely uh, be on her stream at some point soon and back on our stream on Wednesday. And, um, yeah, I just take it as she didn't want to talk about Castlevania 3, Tom.
1: <laughs> I find that hard to believe. because... <laughs> There's nothing that I think Jen will want to do more than talk about Cassidy.
0: Well, until she proves me wrong. That's right.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> um,
0: anyway, um, yeah, so for today's show, it's, uh, you know, uh, big news happened this week, so we're going to cover that in the final topic. So uh, don't turn off if you don't hear it in the news. We are going to talk about it. <laughs> um, and I think my um, opening, um, which I'll let Tom go first, um. It's going to be a mixture of game and movie. So, um, so Tom, what have you been playing?
1: I have been playing the new Forza Horizon uh, DLC that just came out for Ooh, nice. rally, the Rally Adventure DLC. Yeah, uh, I've long enjoyed rally games. One of my favorite games of all time is uh, is the Dirt series, Dirt Two and Dirt Three. So, having a rally only expansion really, really spoke to me. I know a lot of people were kind of upset about it, and that. They didn't think it was enough of a DLC, but I I I've really enjoyed it so far. Uh the cars so far that they give you, um, I've really enjoyed driving them around. they they handle well. Um I they also added the new radio station. Well, a new old radio station, and a radio station that's been in older games. It's uh oh, nice. Epitaph Epitaph Radio, which is a a punk hardcore um metal genre. Of uh, of station, which is something was seriously lacking when they first released the game. There was like a not that usually um, forget what the station is, but there's usually a rock station, and the station that they have in the game that's supposed to be a rock station has like one rock song on it. <laughs> so uh, it was severely lacking. So I'm I'm very happy that Epitaph Radio is back, so I can listen to music I like as opposed to having to skip through like the drum all the drum and bass <laughs> all the drum and bass stuff that's that happens in uh in that game.
0: You play on PC, right? Or in your Xbox.
1: I do both. Okay. It's 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 in the cloud, so it okay. I can I, play it anywhere.
0: I wonder if the not that the problem solved now, but the does does Force Horizon allow the Spotify integration? I think do you know? they
1: do. I have to check that. That's good, but I don't use Spotify, so okay.
0: I was just wondering because I was thinking, you know, that could be a way all of these games could solve that problem. Is just like, yeah, you can play your Spotify's playlist over this, just don't stream it like an idiot.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, I'm not sure. That's I, I've I never... would imagine
0: it being Microsoft, like first party, it would, but then again, who knows?
1: Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't remember because I don't use Spotify, so yeah i can't i can't i feel like that was in one of the games but i can't remember i again i never had spotify so i never used it yeah um but yeah it's it's nice to have new music in the game because that's one of the things that gets old in those games really fast as you know from playing like burnout paradise and stuff like that oh you mean where i unselect every track but girlfriend by (laughs) (laughs) exactly (laughs) so so it's nice to get new music in an expansion um but yeah, I've been playing that. I've st- I'm still going on Hi Fi Rush. I'm on track ten. I think there's twelve, right? Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah so. No, it might be you, what what are you doing right now?
1: Um it's the uh roquefort, his level. Okay, you have
0: one or two more.
1: Yeah. I know it's I'm no, I know I'm getting close to the end, so I'm just uh yeah. I I finally beat Mimosa and it was an absolute pain in the ass. I don't know uh, that, why it was. I don't know why that fight was so difficult. You, you know Probably, what gave me
0: trouble? Um, when you had to jump over the notes when she put you in that box. Yeah, that was annoying. I, I would always forget that it was two in a row <laughs> get hit every time on the second one.
1: Yeah, there was there was that, and then I felt like I was never doing any damage. I know that's kind of the point of the fight, but I just felt like I was never hitting. Yeah. it.
0: yeah. That that fight was teaching about the stagger meter because you you need it coming up.
1: Yeah, it was, I was just, I got so sick of it. At one point, I even tried, like, the auto do, like, let the game do it for you. And that's, I still, it still didn't work. <laughs> it was one of those things where I needed to be wearing headphones, I think. Yeah. Um. Because I was just not, I was just not hitting any notes. I was not yeah. doing anything. It, well, nothing was going correctly. So once I was finally able to sit down and have my headphones on and not be distracted, I was able to get through it. But. Yeah,
0: I, I wonder if there's like a different thing for everyone. Um, like like m- my issue was all of her attacks more than my attacks. Like I would, you know, not avoid those things and just forgetting, you know, may- maybe it's just a me thing. Maybe I was just no, forgetting no, things. The,
1: no, I was I would always forget the when she would do like the attack where um she like jumps up in the air and has like five or six lasers shooting down yeah. around you, I would always jump into them for s- some <laughs> reason. I would just, instead of like sitting there and what I would just not, I don't, I didn't have any patience in the fight. I just wanted to get through it. Yeah. So it, that was, I think that was causing more problems for me than anything is that I just wasn't trying. I, instead of sitting back and trying to, um, trying to parry, I was just, I was just button mashing. Yeah. Cause I was like, I just want to get through this. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, because yes. I, I I've been playing the I feel like I've been playing the game way too long. Uh, <laughs> I understand that I only get so much time to play at this at my age and with my situation, but I want to get through it so I can do something else. Because I mean, uh, when does Zelda come out next month? Yep, the twelfth. So I have to I have to beat this game, and then I have to beat Breath of the Wild, which I really just have to. I'm at the end of the game. I just have to do the last thing, but still. I have to do, I want to do that before I get Tears of the Kingdom, and, you know, I just want to get through a game, because yeah. I'd i like to play more than one game that came out this year. <laughs> last I, uh... year last year was very disappointing in how many games I played that actually came out during that year. Yeah. Yeah,
0: I, and... I, I also can't wait to play uh, Legend of Zelda Nuts the Bolts as well.
1: <laughs> Yeah, it's going to be interesting. We'll have to. We'll talk about that. I'm sure once it comes out. But uh, oh
0: yeah, I mean, I'm going to be playing it. I literally took a day off from work. I pulled the Final Fantasy VII remake.
1: <laughs> I don't blame you. I would have done the same. It, obviously, Zelda is not like my favorite game, but if I was, if it was like Final Fantasy VII, I would have taken it. Yeah. Which I will probably be doing if they actually release Part Two this year. I yeah. don't know that it's going to happen. Uh, because I, I feel like if they were. Going If it was going to come out, well, we might find out in the next couple of weeks.
0: Yeah, I mean, we have,
1: you know, what we're going to make our
0: topic about. And also there's the show later in the summer right. um, that's more geared towards Square Enix stuff um, that could, you know, let us know one way or the other. Uh, but yeah, yeah. The, the thing about Hi-Fi Rush is that the way it's structured, you can make it seem like you're playing it a long time because you only play it each track. You know, so it just well, seems basically like it's dragging what, out.
1: <laughs> that's basically what I've been doing. Like I've yeah. been doing a track at a time, and it's just dragging.
0: Yeah, yeah. The one advice I'll give you going forward is uh, remember to use your assist. Remember what they do.
1: Well, that was the other thing. Is I wasn't I was not using any like any assist yeah. from characters. Like I wasn't doing the assist at the end of a of a combo. I wasn't doing any of that because yeah. I just I. The way i was playing i wasn't really paying attention to all that stuff i was just trying to do my own thing because uh baby life and you don't you can't <laughs> read every tutorial or list or do every training or whatever so yeah and then i realized oh wow they do a lot of damage when you when you do it right and yeah. i've been using them a ton more now yeah. because
0: yeah the, the main thing before you get into the final boss fight i don't know if you watch me on stream but remember what they do and what they're specialized against
1: yeah um, yeah for sure like i i you totally you gotta look it up <laughs> yeah yeah i i i have a pretty good handle on it now but yeah i was just not doing it and it was just causing me to not not do nearly as much damage as i should have been uh yeah. but i'm coming around on uh what's her name Peppermint? um no the other one uh K-Corsica? corsica corsica I, I'm I'm enjoying her more than I when I first got her. I was like, eh, she's kind of meh, but I'm coming around on Corsica. I think I still like peppermint more, but I'm I'm okay with. It. Yeah,
0: yeah. In terms of that stuff, I I lean more peppermint, but by the end of the game, cinnamon became my favorite. Oh, cinnamon, great. Entire game. <laughs> <laughs> you 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 haven't gotten to the best part of cinnamon yet, so I'm I'm excited.
1: <laughs> I I just want to get through the game because it's good and i'm enjoying it yeah yeah like i said the only part that has really been a problem for me was that mimosa fight everything else was has been pretty pretty easy and pretty i mean not easy but it's been enjoyable yet challenging
0: yeah yeah so any anything else or uh let
1: me think real quick because it's been a long couple of weeks I, it's been a month since i've been for on you, yes um I haven't gotten to play the show yet. That's unfortunate. Oh, I have it yeah. downloaded, but I haven't got to play it yet. Um, I've been messing with my PS2 a little bit um, mm-hmm. because I put an SSD in it. Oh, okay. Something completely unnecessary. Yeah. Uh, but I was having issues with it, so I've been just been messing around with it the past few days, trying to get everything to work right because, for some reason, the the adapter I was using was just not working well. Like, it it would show the games in there, but, like, it would load the games half the time, and I finally figured out the problem. So I got to play some Gran Turismo 3 today, which was going from Gran Turismo 7 to Gran Turismo 1 to Gran Turismo 3 <laughs> is very, very different. They're incredibly different. Even, like, three, you would think 1 to 3 wouldn't be as bad as it yeah, is, but 1 to jump. 3... It's a huge jump, huge.
0: Yeah. yeah, I think I think three was the last one that I played a lot of. I bought five on a lightning sale on Amazon for like two bucks one time. Um, five is it's very good.
1: Big. It's yeah, it's, but I haven't really played it. Yeah, it, that one gets overlooked a lot. Yeah,
0: but yeah, it's 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 interesting uh, going back and you know, play, it's like some of those games don't age well um, in in sort of the 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 look. Like you can really see the difference that you didn't realize at the time. I think oh, I yeah. think Grand Turismo three not Grand Turismo, Grand Theft Auto three showed me that.
1: Well where, yeah, for you sure. Know, uh, you
0: go back and you look, oh, this this was like revolutionary, but this town's really empty. Well, that's the thing. You gotta <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> you, you gotta put yourself in the mindset of, you know, nineteen ninety nine. And it's yeah. it's it it really is amazing what Grand Theft Auto looked like at that time. Granted there's half as many people as you would imagine would be there. Yeah. Um, just from playing games like uh, GTA 4 and 5, but
0: yeah, yeah, it's just that my only point was, you know, your difference between one and three, you know, is is like that, where three is probably closer to what you th- remembered one being, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, you know, and then you go to one, you're like, oh no, there was a lot of stuff they hadn't figured out yet, and you know, Grand Theft Auto 3 was the thing for me where you know it's like, oh, I remembered this, be- you know, being different. <laughs> You know, yeah. game still plays exactly how I remember it, but certain things I'm like, oh, they didn't figure, it. oh, they that came later. Yeah, but it's always fun, you know, hearing you check in with some of these old games.
1: Yeah, I mean, I always have a good time when I'm when I go back to them, but I again, I have to mentally prepare myself because I'm when I am playing a game that's 25 plus years old, I have to, I have to remind myself like, hey. This was this was a, a revolution of the of its time not not so much now but yeah it's you, know, you can still have fun with it for exactly. sure yeah
0: so um, as for me as as um I've only gotten a chance to play two games really because I've now taken on a second job as a uh, softball video editor <laughs> um so <laughs> that's been fun um I, I say it all seriously, that's been fun yes but <laughs> but it's also time consuming um. So the two games I played, um, I'll start off with the one that um, we'll probably talk about more uh, next time. Um, well, actually, both of them we probably will. But this one, um, I played a little bit of the show um, this year. Um, the only difference um, that I noticed, and I haven't figured out 100% this yet, but I think they changed the um, when you do guest pitch. Mm-hmm. Um, if I remember from last year, it would automatically move the cursor to that side of the plate. And I don't think it does it this year. Like I, I think it just, unless if it happens really quickly and I don't see it. Um, I, I, think they're trying to teach you to move, you know, the batting cursor over there. Yeah. Um, instead of it being like an automatic home run, if you guess right and time it. Um, it's so
1: fun in that Mark.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the fun thing, um, I did build my own, st- old, my own stadium again, which I love doing. Um, it's not fun. Like, there's not really any fun stuff going on. It's just literally I have 300 foot walls on the end and 380 in center.
1: I was gonna say so, you went polo grounds.
0: Yeah, well, I love the polo grounds is great, except it just gets frustrating because there are times I hit a ball to like right center and left center. The center fielder tracks down and it says at the bottom like it gives you your timing and all that, and it says distance 430 feet. And I'm like, well, oh, that would have been a home run in like every other ballpark ever created. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's the only um, problem with, with messing with stuff like that. Yeah.
0: But when you do the field creator and you pull the fences all the way in, um you get some fun home runs um, that that are very little league. Um, but it's not as it's not as egregious as as um the big problem with last year's game, I haven't seen it much this year, is that the defenses had no idea how to play on a smaller field. So you would get oh, a lot yeah. of like doubles over their head because they would either be too shallow or they'd be too far to one side and wouldn't react. And it was it's just funny watching the AI break.
1: They don't know what to do when the field is not a normal <laughs> size.
0: Yeah. yeah. I've seen so. that
1: with, with people making the the fields huge. They literally don't know where to play. Yeah. So, like, anything that's over their head is a home run.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's yeah. fun. Uh, but uh, they seem to be a little better, a little bit better about it this year. Um, the only negative thing so far from... Uh, For you franchise mode people out there. Um, The draft thing has a pretty cool thing that it does, but also infuriating. Um, If you go in and actually do the draft, in the June draft, um, it forces you to watch the first three picks get chosen. Because they do a special animation of like the player pops up and it gives you his like fake college stats and all that. And he's in the jersey of the team and he like points the bat and then he disappears in smoke. (laughs) And then the next guy comes up. I haven't figured out a way to skip it, um, but I'm like,
1: there's gotta be an option somewhere.
0: Yeah. it's only the first three picks after that, you can skip to your pick. Um, And since I play with no salary cap on, and I just make the world's greatest team um, as you do, as you do, it's just more fun when you don't have as much time. Um, When we had the time as teenagers, then we'd be salary cap and figuring it out and doing all that. Um, But here it's just like, fuck, you give me no salary cap. I'll have an outfield of like Bryce Harper, Mike Trout, and Shohei Otani, and let's go. <laughs> um, but uh, what I do like is uh, one thing ratings wise. Um, I haven't played enough to really get any deeper than this, but I love that the relief pitchers are more balanced. Like in years past, especially last year's game, there was way too many like relief pitchers in the mid 80s mm-hmm. in, in ranking, and I'm like. Your relief pitchers should be very like volatile. That's what relief pitchers are. Like your closers, sure, your good closers can be eighty-five plus, you know, in there because that's why they're a closer. But you know, you're seeing like middle relievers like at an eighty-four, and I'm like, but it seems like only like a few relievers are in the eighties, and everybody else is like high seventies if they're good. And I think that helps you get on top of when you're hitting. Um, yeah. They're not bringing in like dominant hundred mile an hour guys. Um, that also throw like Jacob deGrom's sliders, <laughs> you know, in there. Um the only thing I the only dumb thing they do, and last rant, before I move on to the actual game I've been playing a lot of, is I played the Rockies and they had uh, Kyle Freeland, who used to be their starter and apparently is in their bullpen in year two. Um and he came in and pitched four innings in both games so far we played. Just back comes to back. To yeah, he's the first guy out of the bullpen both times. <laughs> he pitched like four innings. And I'm like I'm like, I'm like destroying him by the end of the second game because his energy's gone. And I'm like, what is this AI <laughs> doing?
1: Um, but, Sometimes yeah. it's just not, yeah, the AI just is not good. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what it is.
0: Yeah. It, it was, it, it, it reminded me of it was, it, the Bryce Harper one. I think it was 2019 um, where I played the Cardinals and they brought in um, Wainwright and he's a junk ball pitcher at that point. Yeah. And I just couldn't hit him. And they brought him in for like three innings and three straight games. And it was just like, (laughs) Like he's got to get tired. I just traded for him and buried him in my minors. Like, I don't want to face that guy in the playoffs again.
1: (laughs) That's a great strategy. (laughs) Uh, I've never thought of that before.
0: (laughs) It it pissed me off so bad um, that I just did that. And because he was terrible and 39 years old, I traded him for like a mediocre prospect. Like it legitimately went through. I didn't have to force it. And that's they're like, oh, you're going to give us a 22-year-old for him? Sure.
1: That's pretty funny.
0: Uh, but, yeah. So, I haven't had to do that yet. But the Kyle Freeland thing was, was four innings. I'm like, his energy is like in the blinking red. And I'm like, and nobody's warming up. And I'm like, all right, this might need to be patched.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, Somebody yeah. will figure it out yeah. eventually.
0: But but the animations are great. I haven't been able to find the, unless if it's exclusive to Reese Hoskins, I haven't been able to find the bat slam from the playoffs um, because he does do it. But I thought they would allow you to do it for a creative player. Um, oh, that's probably
1: something you have to unlock.
0: Probably, I couldn't find. There's so many of them. Um. So, but yeah, besides that, game game's still great. Um. I don't pitch anymore because I just don't have the time. <laughs> so, so I just I just hit. Well, that's um, why.
1: I, that's why I only do like the create a player mode. Yeah. The road to the show because I don't want to pitch. I just <laughs> I just want to play. The, I just want to like. Play the field once in a while, and hit the whole yeah. time. That's... Yeah, I've
0: gotten I've gotten way lazy in my older age here. I don't play
1: defense in Madden. I don't pitch in baseball. <laughs> um, Madden, in Madden, I don't even. I the last time I played Madden, I would just do Madden's choice for every yeah. every yeah, single most of the time. you time do that because I just don't have the patience yeah, to yeah, figure yeah. out what defense I want to play. <laughs>
0: Uh, it's just—it's also a matter of those games are like 30 minutes shorter if you play only one half, it's one side of the ball on both in both games. Um, but anyway, um, Road the Show still good. If you have Xbox Game Pass, I highly recommend it. Um, if you only have PlayStation, purchase it if you have the means. Um, the game I've been playing a lot of is I bought Resident Evil Four Remake, and that game is amazing. Um, it looks really good on PS Five. I downloaded the demo on my PC and it looks better on my PC than the than PS5, obviously. But I didn't trust my PC as much as I've upgraded it <laughs> to stay, you know, <laughs> consistent and not crash and stuff like that, um, because it, it is a load, um, you know, on, on your on your CPU and GPU. Um, but the game, they just the little tweaks they made to it have been good so far. I'm um, slowly getting used to the storage system. Um, where in in games past you were able to store everything. Um, you can only store first aid sprays and weapons now. So the only downside to that is if you pick up bullets for a gun you don't have, you just have to carry them around and either sell them or they just take up inventory space. Um so that's one downside, but it also maybe stops you from just hammering the X button when something drops to the ground. Um <laughs> Too, but i haven't had to get i haven't filled up yet so i have an issue well, with that uh, i yeah. have
1: to know because it happened in the demo does is the are you able to save the dog yes okay because yes, in there, the demo they very explicitly showed the dog not being able to be saved
0: oh that that's a different dog that you see in the beginning of the demo
1: it's a different one it's in the same place
0: The the dog in this one is later and he and he's white not black okay So, different dog, but yes, spoilers, you do get to save that dog. And it is just as awesome the way he helped you in this game. Um, Yeah. Uh, The other thing that's great is the slight spoilers, but the merchant has his shooting gallery again. Um, And it's a lot more fun uh, this time. I spent literally 40 minutes doing it to the point that my hands were cramping um, (laughs) from just repeatedly hitting the same buttons over and over again. Um, But yeah, it's... You know, I'm not perfect, you know, but I wanted to make sure that I got, like, S-rank on all three. Um, But you can... But there is a higher tier where if you do everything, um, like kill every single thing that pops up and get all the bonus medallions and things, um, there's a higher uh, unlock you can get, but I'm not going to do that. I'm not that good of a shooter. Um, Merchant is upgraded, I think. Um, He doesn't just repeat his... His great lines over and over, but he does say them every so often. Is it the Uh, same
1: voice actor?
0: I don't think so, but I haven't looked it up. Um, But Uh, he is—he's much more piratey in this one, um, if that's possible. Less less Vegeta, more pirate. Yeah, (laughs) he's—he's like, "How you doing, mate?" You know. Oh, I don't like that. You know, I'm—I'm real bad at it, but he (laughs) like—he like uses mate. He like uses pirate slang a little bit more than he says stranger and all that stuff. Uh, but, you
1: know, essentially. It's,
0: just, it's weird that he's
1: using pirate speak because it takes place in like the middle of Europe.
0: Yeah. I
1: mean, <laughs>
0: 100%. Um, but it's uh, maybe he's a Spanish pirate. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Then they have little like side questy things to help unlock um, some things. Um, they have a treasure map that helps you locate all the treasures if you want to go search for them. Um, the shooting feels great. Yeah. Um, they, the knife durability um, only is a problem in like the first couple chapters until you see the merchant and can upgrade your knife. Um, you have your combat knife, which can break, um, but you can repair it at the merchant. Um, and then you get like uh, one-off knives, like kitchen knives that you can use along the way. Um, but yeah, um, I, I just got Ashley. That's not a spoiler, because that's what the whole no. game is about. <laughs> but, you know, I just got Ashley, so we'll see if how many Leon's there are um, in this game. Those are for my RE fans, four fans out there. Um, but so far, she has not said it, um, so I'm waiting on it. But, yeah, I'm about to leave the village um, area, so exciting times. Um, but the game's really good. Probably going to be talking about it for the next couple uh, uh, podcasts here, so... So those are the only games I've been playing. But just a couple hours ago, Tom, I had not clued you into this yet. Oh. I returned from the Mario Brothers movie. Oh. So, yes. Uh, I went and saw it in well,
1: 3D. Thoughts? Um,
0: it's, it's a kid's movie. Um, oh, yeah.
1: We all know that.
0: But, but when, when I say that, I say it as in when you see a Pixar movie, there are adult jokes and themes and stuff in it that make it a little bit more than just a kid's movie. Um, this is straight up just a kid's movie with a lot and a lot of references in it. Um, so that's more me tempering expectations for people. Um, it's a really good movie. I, I will definitely watch it multiple times. Um, but the, uh, voice acting was fine. Uh, <laughs> I mean, after all the hand wringing and all that, I barely noticed. The only time that there was much of a notice is when, um, the times Charles Martin A popped up next to Chris Pratt. What? Well, what did Charles Martin A. play? He, um, it, it's a slight spoiler, I'll tell you off podcast, but he does pop up a couple times. Um okay. And you can definitely tell that it's him, and you're like, oh, that that's, that's the Mario voice.
1: Okay. <laughs> like, um, but... I, I did hear Chris Pratt, he had, was doing an interview the other day, and he was like, this is a movie that you have to try to connect with people on, and if Mario is just walking around being goofy like charles martinet it's very difficult to connect like to a real story doing that so you kind of have to ground the characters a little bit yeah granted they're still plumbers fighting (laughs) fighting a giant dinosaur uh but you know they gotta try they gotta try to make you able to ground be a little bit grounded
0: and what he does is his accent is like slight brooklyn throughout it, which is so, fine which is I think that's fine yeah For what he's going for like i was worried that he'd either be too like chris pratt you know what i mean and don't give him any of the ethnicity that he's supposed to have as an italian um at all um or the area he's supposed to be from like just completely ignore that <laughs> that i was worried about that or i was worried he'd go too far um in the you know, uh, caricature of an Italian person um, scale. You know, like he trying
1: to go. He, he didn't go Steven Seagal.
0: No, no, he didn't. He didn't exaggerate it. Like there are the you know wahoos and it's a me and you know all that stuff that you have to have in there. But he doesn't do it a lot, um, which is cool. The only voice actor that was not real great was Cranky Kong. Who was um, Cranky? Kong? That, that was a uh, um, what's his name? The guy from Saturday Night Live.
1: Um, that that narrows it down. Uh, uh, Fred Armisen. Okay. Yeah, I've never been a Fred Armisen fan to begin. Yeah, with, they so. they
0: made they, the only my criticism was they made him too young sounding. Okay.
1: Like he didn't sound like
0: he didn't sound cranky like an, an older like elder elder you know you know and that was the issue. Everything else was fine. Seth Rogen is Seth Rogen.
1: Well, um, yeah, we even, all we all kind of figured that would be. He, he even
0: has the Seth Rogen laugh in there, which is funny. Um, coming out of Donkey Kong. Uh, but the, uh, but he gets the character, they get the character, right. Um, you know, uh, they, they make him a little bit of a himbo, um, which fits perfectly for Donkey Kong. Um, you know, the, there were some cringy lines that probably kids like more like princess does something and toad yells, that's princessing. And I'm like, uh, I, what does that mean? <laughs> you know? Uh, but all the references are great. They're way too many. Um, I'm not going to spoil them for anybody because I got excited seeing them all. Um, I'll mention the one that everybody might miss, um, the pizzeria in Brooklyn. And it's called Punch-Out's Pizzeria. Um,
1: Does it have all of the exclamation points?
0: I don't think so. I, I just noticed it briefly um, at one point when they showed the exterior shot of it. It was, oh, okay, that reference. Um, and there's a minor reference. I'll say this one because it's tough to tell in theaters. You might notice it at home. Uh, I believe the mayor of the uh, Brooklyn is named Pauline.
1: Uh, well, it, that's the mayor. Well, th- New don't Donk City. I was say, I don't know if they're going to make New Donk City be a a thing. No, they
0: that? called it Brooklyn. So oh, okay,
1: um,
0: but it says mayor, you know, Pauline in the background of like a news story. Well, that makes sense. Yeah, that news story could have been about New Donk City, but I'm just saying it just said Mayor Pauline um, on a on the in the background of a scene. And I was like, ah, that's good. There are a couple other really good ones, but. Yeah. The only thing, if you go in and I, best thing I can give is I went on, there were a ton of kids in the theater. Um, and yep, they all yep. seemed to laugh and have a good time. Like, if I, was,
1: if, if I go, it's going to be in the middle of the day. Yeah. On like a, I don't know. Yeah. A, a weekday because I don't, I, not that I don't want to see it with kids. I don't want to get sick.
0: <laughs> I get it. Yeah. No, I get it. The, uh, yeah, they, they um, they didn't interrupt the movie, so that's my cue of that they liked it. Yeah, you know they were reacting to things. There wasn't a lot of screaming or fighting or or talking over things. So, you know, yeah, my like yeah. I said, yeah, it, it it was fine. It's a it's a good movie, seven and a half, you know, out of ten. I think the next movies will be better because I think what they had to do here was just set the
1: look at the world.
0: had yeah, to build the world here and. And the way they set it out was that you know they all live in the same world. Like there's a mushroom kingdom. There's there's like Kong Island or Jungle Island. I forget what the exact name is. Um, And they showed like a map, like a Game of Thronesy type map at one point Um, that showed all the different islands. But yeah, yeah. There's a there the 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 Luma or whatever it's called. The the star thing that you might have seen in the trailer, probably the second or third best character in the movie it is great and it might just be you know because that's the adult jokes in the movie is what that thing says and just very um i don't know if nihilistic's the right word but it's always like oh i can't wait for the sweet release of death you know (laughs) just sort of (laughs) while it's in the uh, uh and the best part about it is he's in this jail cell and he can clearly escape at any time (laughs) <laughs> because at one point. Chooses not to? Yeah, at one point he yells at somebody, might have been Luigi or somebody. And it's all his the whole star body comes out of the cage to <laughs> yell and it goes back in the cage. And I'm like, that's pretty good. I don't know how many people caught that. But that this star could literally just leave. Anytime <laughs> they want. if they want it wanted to. That's great. Uh but no, it's just it's just accepting its death. And it was just just fun. Um but yeah, I highly I highly recommend. It. If you love Mario, you will like this. If you're if you're going and don't have much of a nostalgia for Mario and don't have kids, there's not much here for you. Um, you know, it's very much a kids' movie. Um that with a lot of references for the for the adults in the room. Um not much of an adult story. It's not like you know, like up or um what's the one any other
1: any other Pixar movie, really. Yeah,
0: I'm thinking the one with the emotions. It's
1: the Oh wow. Yeah. Yeah. I, my brain's
0: not working. But yeah. <laughs> yeah my, kind of, inside yeah, out. Inside out. Yeah. It's not going to have that kind of stuff in it. Um, Anya Taylor-Joy's uh, really good, except I would I would love for her to... I believe she was doing her American accent. I think it would have been better being a princess if they would have let her
1: use her British accent
0: um, in there, just to make her stand out from yeah, the I other
1: characters. I don't know that Peach has ever had an accent before. Yeah, I think it's
0: I, all... yeah my idea was just to make her stand out. You know, um... More because, you know, everybody's basically speaking American English in there. Like there's no there's no accents at all. Um that was my only thing. she doesn't do bad. It's it's, it's she's fine. You know, I was just sitting there thinking, I was like, uh uh-huh. I mean, well, I guess, you know, there's never been canonical, you know, her having an accent, which is true. I guess that's more of a Zelda thing. Um, where Zelda is seen more as the medieval British princess. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Yeah, they they do a really good job of making Peach like the star of the movie a little bit. Well, that's which good. Is, which is which is fun. Um, there's a whole bunch of jokes about like who, like doing the Conor McGregor, who the f is this guy um, <laughs> about Mario, uh, which is fun. Uh, but
1: yeah, and then Jack Eagles. Black does what Jack Black does well, in yeah. it. I'm sure he steals the whole show.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna ruin it, but. He's Jack Black, and he does sing in the movie, so good. and I had good. that song in my head ever since i left because it's real dumb and real good uh, but yeah, yeah, did a real good job, so all right, so that's that's what I've been playing and what I've been watching. Um, I mainly laid that out uh, because I felt that was more appropriate here than on other podcasts um, for the Mario movie, but um let's just lead off the news with some Mario Brothers um, um, as of. Uh, this is like like five o'clock tonight. Um, this was posted on IGN. Um, the opening box office is expected to rake in about one hundred and forty-one million dollars for this movie. That's
1: a that's, a, that's a good good haul there.
0: Yeah, for a kids movie,
1: I, I I'm not saying
0: that disparagely, but like obviously Marvel movies would be higher, you know, because there's a little bit more of a broader audience for it. Um, but yeah, it's gonna it earned thirty-one million dollars on its opening day. So you know, on the Wednesday and then 66 million today, you know, so, and, you know, it looks like it's about to make hundred plus million over the weekend, you know, with, especially if there being an Easter weekend too.
1: But, oh um, yeah. I forgot. It's going to yeah. be, yeah.
0: Yeah. So th- this is a really good number. They're definitely going to, if they weren't already planning it, um, they're definitely doing a second one.
1: Um,
0: they just left a couple characters on the table, um, that you can easily bring into a sequel.
1: Well yeah, they got plenty they got plenty to work with.
0: Yeah, yeah. And you know, and just having just having the, the little star bit luminaire or, or whatever they're called um in that movie hints at one person you know, or one type of area um that they didn't do in this game. But yeah. Yeah, it's so 141 million. Um probably and and I really want to see week two um to see if any of the Rotten Tomatoes stuff has it have a big drop off. Um, as well. So moving on, um, speaking of another game we were talking about, Resident Evil um, 4, um, the Mercenaries mode is going to be available soon. I think it's like already out in Korea, um, if not here yet, but, but I know it was coming out um, uh, on the 7th over there. Um, and it looks like it's a single-player horde mode, um, probably co-op, um, no head-to-head, but it looks like they're going to do like pay-to-win stuff, in oh. terms of you can buy these tickets that you give to the merchant that lets you upgrade guns, no matter what level they are, um, to, like, have their special weapon, or whatever. Um, you know, I think the uh, way it would... Um, you know, it, the, the exact thing says, here's your ticket to the... Here's your ticket to the gun show. Uh, specifically, a ticket to be redeemed at the merchant's shop. With this, you'll have access to a weapons-exclusive upgrade at any time, regardless of the weapons level. Not only that, but once unlocked, the upgrade is always free of charge.
1: Well, so cool.
0: so I mean... you can you can buy five tickets for fifteen ninety-five. So microtransactions, yay. Yeah. <laughs> Horde mode is is probably the uh one of the most popular things from the uh original fourth game. So people are looking forward to this. But it looks like they won't have Ada Wong and Albert Wesker to start, um, which is probably gonna piss off a whole bunch of people um, if it hasn't already.
1: Yeah. Any does the the pay to win and pay, pay for this, having to pay for characters. just It's always, yeah, especially when it's a, how many years old is this game at this point? And this would 2005. So almost 18? 20, almost 20 <laughs> year old game. Just give it to me. Yeah, exactly. Don't, don't nickel and dime me. I've already bought this game probably four times. Don't do this crap. Konami. Yeah.
0: Or is it crap <laughs> no, Konami? no, it's a uh, Capcom.
1: Same but, difference, Capcom. Yeah. yeah, that's what I mean.
0: Yeah, they just know that people will people will pay for Ada Wong, no doubt. Uh, oh yeah, yeah.
1: So it's every I feel like every time every they're trying to cash in on nostalgia, and they they've already they already got you, so they figure we'll get them again for this. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's
0: uh, it does suck, but you know you can also play the mode without using any of that since it's a single player possibly co op thing you know there's no competitiveness to it so you don't have to you know you're not you're not competing to win anything right uh, but they you know it's just trying to capture the whales out there um that need to have the you know the sick you know laser sight like i said
1: they've already got most of those people yeah. anyway so of course they're they're going to get get oh, money yeah. for that yeah.
0: so and the uh, another game we talked about um you know, the Tears of the Kingdom, uh, Zelda, the next Zelda game, did their um, little direct, uh, about 17 minutes long, um, and just showed off a lot of the stuff that looks super, uh, super cool. Um, I think my favorite thing is being able to attach things to the arrows um, to either freeze enemies or using the, uh, um, the eyeballs to um, turn them into homing missiles. Um which will help out a lot if you need to get like bird parts or bird meat um for for different quests or things like that instead of being really terrible um you know uh really terrible at aiming at the birds in the sky uh, <laughs> and uh, of course the the fun thing was the fusing of the weapons um where they put a stick um onto a rake to make like a twelve foot long like uh spear type thing. Uh, uh, to where you don't need to be close to your enemies, and then I like the idea of putting that one mushroom um, on the uh, shield to basically turn it into like a smoke grenade uh, to where the enemy hit the hit it and it blew smoke and you could sneak around the enemy and do the special sneak attack. Um, right. so you know a lot of a lot of improvising and there's probably tons of other things you can do um, like they tease that you put meat on the arrow, and I wonder if you could like distract enemies with by shooting food near them um, Or something like that. Um, Someone joked that uh, using meat arrows to feed the lionels until they become your best friends. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) But, yeah. So, and uh, the new Ascend Power, um, which you can use to go through caves so you don't have to, like, to the roof of a cave at the top so you don't have to climb. I guess a lot of people were pissed off about climbing in the rain and not having another option. Um, And the uh, next thing... um, uh, the Diablo Four beta um, happened between the last time we recorded, um, and it set a uh, franchise record. Uh, apparently, um, sixty-one point five million hours were played amongst their players. Wow! Uh, so I unfortunately was not one of them. I wanted you, to be, but yeah. I wasn't. You didn't. You didn't need the the uh, double down to be able to get in. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the. Uh, yeah, despite all the problems they were having early on, this is a good number for them going forward. Um, hopefully they can fix some of the uh you know, queuing issues um that occurred. But six I months mean, yeah. it's
1: a beta. It's bound to happen. Yeah. So so I'm sure it'll I'm sure it'll be fine. No, I shouldn't say that. I'm sure it'll be <laughs> better on release. Yeah, so because.
0: some other so some other numbers um that they put out. Um players died forty six Million times um, in the beta, um, they killed 29 billion monsters. Um, That's a good ratio. Uh, the most played classes were sorcerer and necromancer. Um, I think the Necromancer's is new, um, um, so that doesn't.
1: One of them's new. Necromancer was added into three. Wizard is usually. Is there wizard and sorcerer?
0: I think it might have just been wizard. I think the sorcerer is new. Yeah, sorcerer. Yeah.
1: Sorcerer is new if it's not the same as the wizard cuz yeah i play i always play wizard because it's ranged dps instead of having to get get it, get close to anything
0: Yep. yep so um you know the uh i guess there's uh multiple bosses cuz they have like uh times players died to that boss and times they killed that boss um which is really interesting um but the uh thing here i got the uh,
1: whoop, whoop, whoop. Have, have are you a diablo player have you ever played diablo? i am not okay yeah so i've i've been playing since two yeah, yeah i'm so... they i'm thinking they just renamed sorcerer because okay i used the the like the attacks that the sorcerer does are all the same kind of stuff oh, okay
0: right? okay i just, just i imagine
1: they'll add more i mean barbarian druid necromancer rogue sorcerer that's yeah that's normal I imagine I'll add more later, just because it's yeah. gonna be a game as a service, I'm sure.
0: Yeah, and then I've one heard. of the yeah, and one of the main
1: bosses, Ashava, um, probably the end
0: of the the like demo or beta or whatever. Um they uh that was killed hundred and seven thousand times, um and killed players ten million times.
1: Um it must be tough. Yeah, that. and then
0: my favorite part is they put in real small print solo Ashava kills. One with a question mark. So I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's pretty good uh, Easter egg if you zoomed in on the um, the uh, what's it called um, uh, the the photo that they Diablo tweeted. Now
1: yeah. I, I hope it's not that difficult for a a person to play solo. I know they like to have these games be co op, but I'm never gonna play. Like I I know one person who might play this and. We both have kids, so the odds of us getting online at the same time to play Diablo are slim.
0: Yeah, I can imagine. So, uh, final stories here. Um, Xbox Game Pass um, people, uh, they will be um, getting, if you haven't already, because I think it's it's first Tuesday, um, uh, Ghostwire Tokyo, um, uh, Minecraft Legends, uh, Loop Hero, Iron Brigade, And just on console, because for some reason they don't think people um, like hockey on the PC, um, NHL 23 um, (laughs) you can play. It's one of my big gripes about the EA Play thing that I purchased through Origin um, that allows me to get a lot of those games, like I have dead space that I could play if I wanted to and stuff, is that's the only one that's not on PC. (laughs) Um, And it just not that I would play a whole lot of NHL, you know, I, I... Used to play, used to play a lot of it, but it's just, it's just, it's just like, why, why, <laughs> like, what is the reason? Um, but yeah, so those are your Xbox. So if you have just Xbox, that's what you're looking forward to. Um, you know, you know, add it to the ser- uh, add it to the uh, service this week, and then for your PS Plus people, um, you have Meet Your Maker, um, which is I think the thing where one guy builds and then tries to like stop people from raiding or something i gotta look into it more i've heard some good things about it that sounds um, like
1: it sounds like something i've heard before yeah it's like um it sounds like fortnite <laughs> yeah. sounds like the original fortnite
0: yeah yeah i mean i mean i think it's like a 4v1 thing or something oh um, is it yeah i think it's like that resident evil thing you know if you remember that from a while ago if i don't know if that ever got released um Uh, So, that is a day one release um, on your free monthly games for your PS Plus. This isn't anybody with extra or anything like that um, for these three games. Uh, Sackboy, which was a launch title, you can now pick that up for free. And Tales of Iron, um, which looks like you play as like a mouse in medieval times. Um, It's probably some kind of pixel art game, but um, it looks rad. Let's see if it has anything about it here. Um, It's a single-player RPG light uh, with hand-drawn 2D graphics about a rat battling an evil frog clan. Okay, have sold it for me a little bit. (laughs) Um, And then one last thing before we get into our topic here, Um, I just wanted to go over and check the um, Metacritic stuff, and it is interesting to see, uh, you know, Resident Evil Four at a ninety-three. and uh, like I said, that Meet Your Maker, um, which is the main reason I looked it up to see, um, is has a 74, but it seems only on, based on like six critics. So maybe nobody's put their stuff out yet because maybe they didn't get codes and stuff. Uh, but um, from some people I trust, they said it's one of those games that like pick it up for free and, you know, might get legs because of that. Like it wouldn't, have, it won't, wouldn't do well if it was just released, you know, as a paid product. Um, yeah, like ten- a, a rocket
1: Some, League. Sometimes these games need a need a catalyst. So yeah. being on Game Pass or being on PS Plus will definitely help. Yeah.
0: And especially a game like that. All right,
1: so as you may have noticed,
0: um we did not mention this in our uh news segment because I thought it would be um something to break out into our topic. Um don't know how long this will be, but um it's something we talk a lot about on this podcast. Um, something that I even tried to take days off of from work to stream about. Um, but the, uh, you know, E3 um, has been a big part, at least of, of my life, um, since I was conscious of its existence back in the early 2000s. Um, thing that I got really into when streaming became a thing and you weren't just like reading the magazine or reading whatever came on the internet, um, you know, about 10, 15 years ago. Um, it. If you haven't heard, um, E3 is officially dead for this year, in quotes. Um, I 100% think it's dead, period. Um,
1: Yeah, I think a lot of people do.
0: Yeah. I think the problem became is that ReadPop couldn't really sell them on why they need to do that and not, like, do Jeff Keighley's thing.
1: Well, Um, not only that, after the pandemic and people saw how much they were able to reach people Mm -hmm. remotely... Um, they just, I think they just kind of said, this is a waste of waste of resources when we could be doing it a different way.
0: Yeah. And even, even going back to the Keeley thing, even doing, putting games on his show doesn't require you to take a crew there and set up a booth and, you know, do all these appointments to show people games, you know, all that stuff is eliminated. Um, even if you just sent him a trailer or something, um, which is much easier than anything E3 was wanting to do. Um, and then obviously you get the big names have learned that they could just do it on their own. You know, your Nintendos, oh, sure. as you mentioned, your Nintendos, your Xboxes, your EAs, Sony's, you know, they don't need, um, you know, E3 to, to get, their, get the word out anymore. Um, they do things throughout the year. I think the only two game shows that or well, I guess technically three, depending on how much you want to include PAX as a game show and not just a gaming culture thing. Um, is, you know, Gamescom and um, Tokyo Game Show, just because you know, they have specific things that they've always had. Like, that's where a lot of, Gamescom is where they get it in front of people, because it's like 200,000, like, fans of games get to go in and test out games, and then Tokyo's Game Show is big for the Japanese market, which Sony and Square Enix, and as we alluded to, will probably learn a lot more about you know, final details on Remake, on Rebirth, and You know, uh, things like that in, I think that's August, um, TGS. But yeah, E3 for me, um, basically just want to uh, have a little bit of a a wake or, you know, memorial for it. I think one of the things, uh, at least for me personally, about E3, when it became the big streaming thing, is it allowed me to learn and understand more about the industry. Um, in the sense that it wasn't just games and nameless faces and nameless companies. You got to see a lot of interviews with, you know, directors and creators and heads of studios and, you know, God, me in high school or even early college, we would have no idea who Phil Spencer was if he was in the same position back then, you know. But thanks to streaming and all that and all the interviews he does, you know, I know, you know, who Phil Spencer is. Um, You know, Andrew House and you know, Don Matrick, and, you know, all, all those guys, good and bad. Um, you now know their names, because of that. it's not just reading a name in a news story, and then it kind of just leaves your brain. You've seen them, their face, you've seen them talk. Um, so it leaves a little bit more of an indent. Um, I think, one of the things about E3 was, before it started becoming in shambles, um, as somebody who studied journalism a little bit, and the games media part, it was always one of those dreams of mine to go out there and, you know, take interviews and, and do all that stuff. Um, but as it got closer to when I would be able to do that, um, you know, monetarily and all that, the show wasn't worth spending all the money or, or trying to figure out how to get in um, there. But, yeah, I'm definitely going to miss... I, I think they're going to keep the time period, because it's a very good central time period for to oh, announce yeah. games.
1: Um, I'm sure everybody's so, yeah. going to do all of their... All their releases and everything else around the same time because everybody kind of is used to it. And I think that I think it'll continue. It'll still be E3 season, but there won't be an E3. I think, I think something we need to kind of cover is the fact that E3 itself has kind of been a weird show for a long time. Yeah. Mainly because it started off as a of like a only for professionals. It was not for the public yeah. at all. Uh and you you would learn about stuff that happened at E3 because people would go and they would report on it and then they would have their they would do all of their stuff. Uh, they would do their magazines or they would do their blogs or whatever they were doing at the time. And that's how you got your news about E three. Then they decided to open up to the public. And that's when I think things started to go downhill. When it became this who do we let in how do how do like how do I how, how do I keep this professional and let the public in at the same time? I think that's where 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 the issue started. They actually had even had two separate shows at one point. They had E3 yeah. for the professionals, and then they had E3 for all, which was for everybody else. And once they put them back together, I think things started to go downhill because it just it was it got too big for its own good. And then once streaming became a thing, Nintendo went, well, we don't have to, we can just do our our show over and tape it and then, or tape it, God, (laughs) record it and just release it whenever we want on YouTube or on our own site. And we don't have to spend all of this money to, to to, to go to the US and set up a booth and be there for a week or whatever it is. Uh, and when, once Nintendo did that, I think that was kind of the, the death knell for E3. Yeah. Everybody kind of saw what they were doing. They're like, Oh wow, we could do that too. And then yeah. Microsoft decided, Oh, we're not going to, we're just not going to go. We have our own building we're going to use. So it's just, it, it one like I said, once Nintendo decided to do their own Treehouse live or whatever it was, that was really the beginning of the end for E3. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, I think they tried to, uh, get a little too much like packs um or and didn't understand the balance of gamescom
1: um and like most things it's not a convention it it, people people want it to be a convention but it's not it's like you go there and you can you have to in order to like play a game there you have to have an appointment most of the time yeah yeah Uh, The,
0: the 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 thing that became the problem was uh, I think once Xbox or a couple of them, I think maybe EA Play was probably the final nail in the coffin that we didn't see. Um, is that when the big uh, studios started learning that they could do some things themselves and you know host um, the appointments and all off-site, they didn't have to pay the ESA anymore for E3 You know to have booth space. And then E3 saw that revenue drop and it was like, oh, let the public in. So I make that yeah. money up, but had no structure to how that would work? Um, I think the main thing, um, and this this had been lost uh, because of the pandemic, uh, but I think the main thing that'll get lost, and hopefully somebody picks it up, um, is I, I used to miss the uh, the uh, giant Bomb after dark stuff, uh, where they used to have you know the the creators of the games and the writers and some PR people and all that you know or, or voice actors would come on, and it would be very like laid back and you would get to sort of know these people as people. Um, Like it wasn't like a, you know, PR, you know, sometimes they would be, but there were times when you could tell that these people had been around so long that they're like, fuck it. I don't care if the PR guy gets pissed at me for saying this, you know, (laughs) but I'm going to say this, or I'm going to make fun of this person here or you can tell when some of them were really good friends, it was just, just the way that, you know, Jeff Gershman able to make them all feel calm and relaxed and just sort of, you know, have, have that, um, you know, um, camaraderie sort of thing where it sort of you know, it made me as an audience member understand and root for some of the smaller um creators, which is also a big thing that's being lost by E three going away is that there's no way to buy boost space. You know, you now have to depend on a PAX or, you know, you know, something else um, you know, that uh, you know, isn't as centralized. You know, people don't think to tune into PAX stuff every year. Maybe I'm a minority on that. But you know, some of those, some of those non-huge people, um, you know, huge developers and stuff, will get that. And also, that's another thing the Giant Bob Couch did was have, you know, these smaller developers um, come on, and then they became bigger names, at least to me and other people, um, um, as they went on and did other things. And the the one thing that was missed, and I think they tried to do it in a different way, but at least for me, the uh, interview every year. Um, where it was just Jeff Gersman and Phil Spencer on a couch. Um, and Jeff had been around long enough that he could give two shits what he asked Phil, and he would grill him on things that I don't think anybody else had the balls to do because, you know, Jeff n- knew, like had known Phil a long time. He was kind of like, you know what I'm gonna ask. So don't come here if you're not go if you're not gonna you know, if you're gonna get mad about it. And they would talk honestly, like he, you know, I remember. The last thing they grilled them on was sort of about the, um, the cloud gaming stuff. That's how long ago this was when they first announced that stuff. And just, you know, he's asking them, you know, all those questions, you know, about, you know, how about people with not great internet? You know, how does it work for them? Why, why should they care about, you know, all, all that stuff that, like, when he's giving an interview on IGN or games on GameSpot and all, um, they, wouldn't, they wouldn't ask because they're worried about access. So, yeah. you know, that stuff getting lost. Um, Is it's the biggest crime for this. Um, I think we'll still get our fill from Summer's Games Fest, you know, of just a whole bunch of trailers and a show. Jeff knows how to, uh, Jeff Keeley. Um, there's a lot of Jeffs in the industry. Um, Jeff Keeley knows how to put on a show. The um, Game Awards, if you can ignore all the ads in it and the fact that most of the awards are based on, you know, money, um, from the sheer fact that Multiverses was fighting game of the year and it's going to go offline until 2024 um, because apparently it was still in beta. Um, but anyway, I digress. I complained the night of the show and continue to hold the grudge. Uh, but, you know, all, all that stuff is going to be good. going to be fine. The, the Microsoft press conference is going to be great. Um, I don't think we'll get any spe- spectacles like Sony used to do for E3. Uh, but, yeah, it, it's just a shame because it was a time of year. It was a thing in the industry um, that... You know, we were able to um, all come together um, at the time. So I guess long live E3, question mark.
1: Fuck the ESA, but long live (laughs) E3. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to. I I enjoy E3. I enjoy all the the spectacle about it. But at the same time, I think I'll miss it. I, I think that everyone will come up with their own better solution than E3. But that's just me. I'm not a journal I w- I'm, I wasn't a journalism person so the interviews were never super interesting to me so it was more about tell me what games are coming out I need to I need to find that stuff out but uh we all have our different experiences um but yeah <laughs> I I think E3 was good for the time I think it it provided people with with news and important information when they were what when they didn't have access to it and i just think now we have way too much access on the internet now to to make it to make it seem like you know a a thing we need to have and uh we'll we'll just we'll just have to see what microsoft and sony and and square and everybody else comes up with when they uh when it gets to that time
0: yeah i i yeah my final thought on it is i just hope that early june stays a time of year to look forward to, or June. We'll just say June. It doesn't need to be early June, but like that, we have like a week in June, sort of like San Diego Comic Con. You know that gamers can look forward to. Go, okay, this is when most of the stuff is going to happen. Um, hopefully, they keep yeah. that tradition because, as I said, June is a very good middle point um, in the year where you know you start announcing your Q3 and Q4 games, and um, you know, yeah, I
1: don't, I don't think the time slot's going anywhere. Yeah. I think, I think that'll stay for yeah. sure. Fingers crossed, and I think we are
0: correct, but you never know. All right, so um, if you have any thoughts on E3, uh, feel free to uh, send us on Twitter um, uh, and just let us know um, what your thoughts or memories of E3 are, any favorite um, giant bomb couch moments, um, When the fact when uh, one of the guys, uh, uh, he was drunk, so maybe accidentally is the wrong word, um accidentally doxed Dave Lang um and put his told <laughs> set his phone number on the air um and people were i sure was
1: I'm sure he was totally fine with that.
0: Oh, it was it was great. He his phone, phone phone up and the guy starts laughing and says, "Oh, I told him your phone number." And he goes, "Well, that's done." He just throws his phone. <laughs> 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 it's it's a great moment. It's probably been clipped everywhere, but um the the guy who, who did it to him, they've been friends for like 20 years. So it was like he's pissed at him but it's like it's not going to be friendship ending but uh but i just love the fact he's like well (laughs) it just tosses (laughs) itself. like uh well i gotta get a new one of those um but yeah yeah e3 a lot of memories hopefully um the younger generation will have theirs going forward um maybe some cool youtuber that we don't even know about has something good going on Um, but speaking of things the kids like (laughs) let's talk about Castlevania 3 for the Nintendo Entertainment System. Uh, Yeah, so I streamed it, um, so I'll give my brief thoughts here, and then I'll let Tom run with his. Um, It's the... I think I said this about Castlevania and Castlevania 4, and I think we played Rondo of Blood was the other one. We've
1: played Uh, pretty much all of them. Oh yeah, we
0: played two as well, but those four games are more two's its own fucking weird thing. Um, But... um, they all feel good, uh, but it's just the, the needlessness of some of the hard parts um, that frustrate me with them. Because I love Castlevania IV, uh, but it just gets to a point where I just, I'm just i just not skilled enough to move on with it. I'd have to play it a lot to get past it, um, which is why I lean Symphony in the Night, because I was able to beat that game with my regular gaming skills and not have to play 100 hours um, to do it well the
1: night the also the nice thing about Symphony of the night is you can save and go back,
0: yeah, exactly that too, um, and having weapon upgrades and leveling up and all that made a huge difference um but I gotta say about this game is it feels like those games I didn't get to anything different that differentiated it from one, especially for me. um, I think the music maybe sounded a little better because it's an older n e s game, but um, yeah, uh. Not, not, much thoughts on it. I, I really hate it. Uh, those new platforms they put in, and if you jumped on them, um, spin- I don't know if they're new. the spinning ones, you jump on oh, them and it's, the it drops worst. you. Um, but yeah, the, uh, the fun part is watching speed runs of these games and seeing how the people do not panic with Medusa heads. Um,
1: I, I'll never understand that. I don't know how <laughs> someone could be like, oh yeah, it's just a Medusa head. I'll just hit it
0: now. Yeah.
1: I, between, go ahead.
0: I was going to say, the thing I learned by watching speedruns and medusa heads is that they're, they do the same flight pattern. You just have to not, you have to try, it's like what I've been learning with Punch-Out. You just have to trust what you're doing is going to work. And to jump over those medusa heads, you have to do it the same exact way every time and just trust that it'll work. I don't know how they do it. It took me hours of untraining my brain for Punch-Out, and that was less anxiety than when you see those medusa head comes on the screen. <laughs> yeah yeah I agree, yeah so Tom um I don't know if you've played it for the full month but um or at least the time you have played it um uh, you know what are your thoughts
1: castlevania Three is a game I've played quite a bit i have I did play it in this past month, uh but i castlevania Three is weird It's one of those games where it just feels like an extension of Castlevania One, but yeah. it definitely go it seems to go a bit deeper with everything if that makes any sense it's just kind of more of the same with a little the adding a little bit more here and there it's the same type of enemies um graphics are basically the same but it's bigger and you get more of everything uh i enjoy castlevania 3 uh something weird though with castlevania 3 is i generally when i go to play it i'll play the japanese the japanese version uh takes advantage of uh of different chips inside of of the game and expansion audio so it gives you a bit uh, it gives you more channels of audio when when the music's playing and it arguably sounds better it also gets rid of the uh a lot of the the censorship from the american version which it's that's just nintendo of america because they knew what castlevania was finally they're like oh yeah we should probably tone this stuff down Get rid of the crosses and all those other stuff, which is hilarious because you're still fighting Dracula. <laughs> Doesn't, but yeah. Um, Castlevania three is probably my second favorite of the of of all of them. I'd say probably Symphony of the Night and then Castlevania three for me. Uh, I love the music in Castlevania. Uh, the like you said, there is some definite annoying stuff in Castlevania that you just have to get used to. And you have to play it over and over and over and over before re- till you to figure out. All right, this is what I need to do. I need to not jump now. I need to. I need yeah. to not run into bats or Medusa heads because they ki- That's like night in, in the beginning when you're playing. That's like ninety percent of your deaths is dealing with the bats or the Medusa heads. Yeah, just because you can't you can't get the timing right.
0: I, I feel like the. The bats are a little more erratic. Um, they're not like the bats in Ninja Gaiden, which pissed me off watching people play that game, because they do they do the same swoop every time, and I'm like, why do I get hit with them? They, <laughs> it's the same swoop that's meant for you to jump over them. At <laughs> uh, this one, they're a little more hard to time, um, especially if you don't have the long whip um, yeah. for it. But, yeah, I, I 100% agree with you in terms of the thing, as I said in my little opening, the thing that separates this from Castlevania 1 for me is the music in this one um, yeah. is much better and seems to, I guess the word would be, it seems more complicated. Um, yeah, they just, like and, I said,
1: they just threw more stuff at it. Yeah,
0: yeah, than, than the, the original sound chip. And I think that's what separates me in my quick rankings. Um, you know, I, I go Super Castlevania 2, just probably more music wise um, and, and just, just look of the game uh but and then this would be um definitely third and probably a big gap between it and the other two the other three games we played because Rondo above while good, you know, um you know made me wish for the other games more um
1: but yeah, you play you play Rondo and you kind of go, uh, I wish I was playing Symphony of the night, yeah because it's it's pretty close, yeah with with rondo rondo's Rondo is just weird because no one. No one's ever played it before because it never came out here. So,
0: yeah, it was part um, of what it was like a three-set right: Sympathy, Rondo, and Ari of Shadows. Because they all have musical titles, I think we're all like, like yeah. Th- I the mean, they're together. they're
1: all they're they're all related, but yeah, uh, yeah, Rondo of Blood is the prequel to not prequel, but Symphony of the Night is the sequel to Rondo of Blood. Yeah, so that's but, why the beginning in the beginning. You play the end of Rondo of Blood because no one, no one's ever played the game, so they kind of they got they got to clue you in a little bit to what happened.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's like it's like when I was watching uh, Major League Two and they like show you the highlights. They had Bob Uecker come up and just like here's the first movie because this one's PG thirteen, so I don't think a lot of people have seen the other one. Well, that um, that <laughs> and we
1: do, like every Rocky movie does it. We just watch Rocky yeah. Five and yeah, it does the same thing. It recounts the the movie before it, so yeah. yeah.
0: But yeah, the yeah, I think the main takeaways is I I I think the only way that Castlevania works is 2D. I I think 3D just doesn't work for I guess you know a whip as a main weapon to me just doesn't feel right in 3D. Um, So maybe that's why you know obviously Castlevania 64 was terrible, but um, I think if they're doing a new game, it's got to be. You know, it's got to be two like upgraded 2D.
1: Yeah, I mean, 2D is where the game I feel like has has its best outings is in 2D. But yeah. I feel like if they're, they're going to go the 3D route, they kind of have to do like a God of War to, style game. If you're going to have a whip as your main, yeah,
0: yeah, that's true. But you know, you see the you know you see the way a game like Vampire Survivors plays, and maybe that's your way of doing. I guess like that's like two and a half D a little bit um, because you can go up and down pretty freely. Yeah. Um, on it, um, but yeah, yeah. That's it. this game is very it's it's what everybody feared. Um, uh, Mario three would be in terms of you know when it was going back to the way well at least for the U.S. customers that Mario one was like I don't want it to feel too much like it. Um, I think that's what it, that's where it fails with gameplay here is it feels a little too much like, um, you know, Castlevania one, but, um, yeah, where the improvements are, um, they do make it the superior product. Um, do you have any final thoughts before we get on the score?
1: Uh, like I said, this is probably second or third favorite, uh, Castlevania for me. We, I think we, I think we have played them all at this point, all 2d ones. So
0: yeah. Yeah. I don't think we played Aria.
1: Well, all all of the ones that on console. Yeah. On that I own. Yeah. yeah. Um which is weird that we we somehow played them all. And we've I've got plenty more games to play. So Yeah,
0: we've been doing this, you know, it'll be we're close to a hundred. I think that might be next podcast.
1: Uh oh. We gotta, we gotta <laughs> make a <laughs> plan.
0: <laughs> if, if it happens to be this podcast, this will be podcast ninety nine and a half. Um, half, <laughs> because we gotta do something special for one hundred. But yeah, um I think I put ninety eight in the last one. Um, that one was kind of a rush because I had to do a late Sunday interview with with uh, Kitty Ashcat in our yeah. last episode. So. I think
1: I think this is ninety eight. So we got a couple. We got a couple yeah. more.
0: Yeah, but you know we've been doing it that long. You know, two plus, um, almost two plus years or almost two years. Yeah. Yeah. yeah coming up, wow. so you know that's that's ninety something of your games and mixed <laughs> in with the like two three month hiatus where I was just doing randomizer on the internet yeah. um, as well. All right, so let's get on with the scores. Uh, Tom, what do you give it?
1: This is getting a four out of five. Yeah. It's Top Flight Castlevania. The music's incredible. Uh, it does have increased visuals a bit from the first game, and it learned a couple of things from the second game, but uh, it's not quite a five. Yeah. There, It's not the best Castlevania, but it is damn close. It's the best by far the best NES Castlevania, in my yeah. opinion.
0: Yeah, and I'm right there with you, four out of five. Um, I Symphony of Night is probably the closest to a five out of five. If I didn't give it a five out of five. I don't want to put that on the record if I gave it like a four and a half. Um, uh, <laughs> when we played it, uh, but yeah, yeah, it that's that and um, Super Castlevania are definitely four and a halfs or fives. Um, and this falls in right behind it, in my opinion. Um, so it's four mainly on the music. Um, you know, I think gameplay is really good because those NES Castlevania is just like um, a lot of games that you know for some reason the NES versions um, feel like the best, like uh, the best showing of the game, even though the other ones prove on it graphics and all that wise. Um, this is like all right, this is like the heart of of the of the game mechanics are the are the two of the three NES ones here. So yeah, yeah, recommend it. Four out of five. If you like Castlevania, if you don't like Castlevania, it probably will be even lower than the four out of five. Uh, but you do have to um like this game series.
1: Um again, this is one of those things where if you go back to it, you have to remember this is before uh Super Metroid, this is before Symphony yeah. of the Night. So it's not it's yeah. not going to be as polished as those games.
0: Yeah, and I think the one thing it doesn't have that you may be used to is I don't believe this has eight directional
1: whip. I think it's still four. Yeah, still four. Still up, or, down, left, right. Actually, yeah. I don't even think it's down. I think it's up it's and up. up, right and left.
0: Yeah, so three directional um, whip. Um, and so, you have to
1: hit, and you have to hit up to go upstairs. Yeah, yeah. If like you, those little, <laughs>
0: those little limitations of the NES are very present. So yeah. you have to know that going in. So. All right, Tom. Uh, let's see what we're uh, playing. Tom, I swear to the audience, we spin a random wheel. And <laughs> it, this is starting to feel like when you say something and your Google computer hears you and then you all of a sudden get ads for Chili's, um, even though you have never eaten at of chilies since you've had that computer. Um, so, Tom, why don't you let us know which game we are playing
1: next tonight? We are playing super metroid for the super nintendo entertainment system (laughs) you mention it it comes up it just it's out in the universe and it and it it heard us say super Metroid. it heard us say metroid it heard us say this game is not super metroid (laughs) and
0: And now you
1: get to play it
0: i would love to if i had the time which i don't between the downtime of playing video games and editing video um to listen back to all these segments and see how many times we mention something during a review of a retro roulette game. And then that game comes up in the thing. It
1: has to be a lot.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's just weird. Uh, But yeah. So super Metroid, um, probably uh, I've played it a good bit. I beat it once back in the mid nineties. So I'm not going to be any good at it.
1: The nice uh, thing the nice thing is um it it does the map for you. So you don't have to draw yeah. the map.
0: Yeah, that was a big improvement. Um and that was just because I was a ten year old kid while playing this game, or yeah, it had to be ten. It was like late super NES for me by the time I got it. Um, you know, and just had all the time in the world during two <laughs> to play this game. Um because as you'll see tonight, I am probably not particularly good at it. Um which is why I avoid these types of games on stream.
1: Well, I don't think that this one is is very platform driven. I think you're, I think you're a bit safer than.
0: Oh uh, no, it's not the it's not the platform stuff. It's the shooting, some of the things stuff. Oh. Um, because I have my problems with with Mega Man's too, um, for the same two D shooting reasons. Um, and the main reason I'm not playing our Make on stream because you guys would be like, "How the hell did you miss that headshot? He was two feet away from you." listen that's okay
1: <laughs> that's okay uh, i get it i played i played re2 remake on stream so it's not easy it's not yeah. an easy thing
0: yeah so i will have fun tonight because this is this is definitely one of my uh you know one of the games i go back to and play a little bit of um i haven't done it in a while um probably since we started streaming and doing stuff where a lot of my you know um extra downtime you know was taken up by doing streaming stuff um and when i would go back to older games it be you know linked to the past um so very interested to see how i am at this but either way join us tonight um we will be uh streaming this um and just for a little behind the curtain thing just in case if any news drops on friday april 7th we recorded this on thursday so that is why we did not talk about it
1: (laughs) so (laughs) our our luck something big is gonna happen tomorrow
0: (laughs) So normally we record Friday night, and I'm pretty safe in that. Me and Jen have gotten all the happens, you know, that week. Um, we're recording a day early just because it's Easter weekend. Um, you know, get a little kickstart on our on our holiday plans. Um, but yeah, so if anything drops, um, I will talk about it on stream on Monday before we start playing Super Metroid. Um, probably gonna delay another week of The Last of Us, um, just because I think I have to do something Monday, um, softball wise. Um, to where I won't have the time to stream two games. But we'll get back to that um, because we're really right at the end. Um, And then, you know, not hiatus so much for the Friday night fights, but um, until I get time to actually practice Bald Bull 2, I'm probably going to shove that for a little bit. Um, Probably just maybe through softball season. So we'll see. I'll keep you updated. But I will will find an alternative thing to do um, on Friday nights. Um, going forward,
1: and before uh, we before we wrap yeah. up, I do have to say that having E3 go away is a little sad, just because our first ever episode was covering e- yep.
0: twenty nine. Yep, it ties in. Yeah, it, that was back when I watched all of them, took five pages of notes <laughs> on everything, and was like, guys, I think it's going to be a long one. Um, yeah, I think and, that
1: first episode was like almost three hours long.
0: <laughs> yeah, and then we kind of learned what we were doing, but yeah. Yeah, so I still, I might watch Summer Games Fest, um, talk over it with you guys. Um, hopefully we can get everyone, you know, um, Tom, Jen, friends of the um, podcast on to, you know, just pop in and out of Discord with me. But um, yeah, yeah, we're going to, I don't have to schedule that now. <laughs> All these, these <laughs> press conferences will be a lot easier to schedule than having to take a day off in June um, for it. Uh, so, yeah. So, as usual, um, if Jen's um, feeling better, she'll be back on Wednesday. I'll be there tonight and Friday um, with something. Uh, probably not um, Friday Night Fights. Um, despite the fact, the one last thing before we sign off, the fact that I learned how quickly you can knock out soda pop makes me angry for the 30 years of anxiety that I had fighting that man. Because <laughs> it is literally a pattern. It's not like pattern recognition. It is literally a pattern. You do this, this, then this, this, and this, this, and you just repeat it. And he's down in a minute fifty, and it's just like, <sighs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. The other ones are sort of like you know you got to read and react or know some things, but yeah, that that thing, yeah. But um, yeah, yeah. I had someone come into the stream and ask, uh, "Hey, have you beat Tyson yet?" I'm like, "I've never beaten Tyson." That person did not ask another question in the chat. <laughs> Um, so, cause he was like, oh, this is gonna, this isn't gonna end well. Um, so, yeah. So if you have any questions, um, feel free to drop it, um, on the Twitter, um, or anything. I, we do have a Discord here, but we gotta get back in the swing of using that. Um, we're not much of Discord-y people. Um, here, just gotta get, get back into, um, maybe taking a look at that. Or, you know, if you guys really want it, let us know. Um, for now, we're just using it for announcements um, of streams and stuff. So, um, Tom, thank you for joining me. And uh, Jen, uh, hope you feel better. And we'll see you next time. Bye.